Welcome. This service, Hope for Christmas, was introduced nine years ago by our Stephen Ministry team at First United Methodist Church of Orlando. Stephen ministers are highly trained people who walk with and care for hurting people. Stephen Ministry caregiving is a one-on-one -on -one connection that is completely confidential and non-judgmental. You do not have to be a member of this church or any church to have a Stephen minister. We at First United Methodist Church of Orlando are a loving, welcoming, and affirming congregation to all. We believe all means all. This message is an outreach to all those who are hurting, regardless of size, type, or depth of the hurt. We are here to care for you through our pastors, our care team, and our members. Please reach out anytime. We are here to serve. You are loved. It's the most wonderful time of the But it doesn't feel like that. It's really an awful time right now. All around me, happy Christmas music is playing. And all I want to do is cry. Will anyone hear me? Other people grieving seem to be doing way better than me. What's wrong with me? Has God completely forgotten me? Do I deserve this pain? How can I make it go away? Will it always be like this? Will I ever be happy again? With festivities all around, shouts and bright lights, we feel the darkness of our souls. Come, God of power and light, help us. With gatherings all around, we feel alone and alienated. God of peace and hope, hear our cries. With celebration all around, our hearts cry out, Lord, hear us and come to us. Bring us peace and hope. Will you pray with me as we pray for courage during the holidays? Heavenly Father, we come here because we carry many burdens some that frighten us, some that cause us great sadness, and some that cause us many doubts. We are troubled by that which lies ahead, and so we place our burdens and all related circumstances in your hands. Take these burdens from us. We ask that our thoughts be transformed from fear to confidence, from fear to courage, from fear to hope, and from sadness to peace. May angels be to our left and to our right, in front of us and behind us, above us and below us, as we continue our journey. God invites and even welcomes us to say what is really on our hearts this Christmas and any time. The psalm writer pours out their grief to God, and we can relate. 
we remember together with the psalm writer that we are still gently led by the Good Shepherd. Let us turn our thoughts to God's Holy Scripture, a reading from Psalm 77, 1 through 10. I yell out to my God. I yell with all my might. I yell at the top of my lungs. He listens. I found myself in trouble and went looking for my Lord. My life was an open wound that wouldn't heal. When friends said, everything will turn out all right, I didn't believe a word they said. I remember God and shake my head. I bow my head, then wring my hands. I'm awake all night, not a wink of sleep. I can't even say what's bothering me. I go over the days one by one. I ponder the years gone by. I strum my lute all through the night, wondering how to get my life together. Will the Lord walk off and leave us for good? Will he never smile again? Is his love worn threadbare? Has his salvation promise burned out? Has God forgotten his manners? Has he angrily stomped off and left us? Just my luck, I said. The high God retires just the moment I need him. When burdens get piled on top of other burdens, the load can crush us. In his promise, Jesus offers us help to carry our burdens and responsibilities. We don't have to bear them alone. He will always help us. Let us turn our thoughts to God's Holy Scripture, a reading from Matthew 11, 28 through 30. Come to me, all you who are struggling hard and carrying heavy loads, and I will give you rest. Put on my yoke and learn from me. I am gentle and humble, and you will find rest for yourselves. My yoke is easy to bear, and my burden is light. Please join us in prayer. Dear God, remind our hearts that you have already handled these problems many times before. Tell us where you would have us go, what would you have us do, what would you have us say, and to whom, so that our lives may be a bridge from our problems to the answer. Amen. In the Gospel of Luke, chapters 1 and 2, we hear Luke's account of the Christmas story. In this account, the angel Gabriel visits the young woman Mary and tells her the good news, that she will give birth to a baby boy and that she will name him Jesus. This baby boy is the Son of God and is the long-awaited Messiah, the one who will save God's people. When Mary understandably and quite reasonably questions the angel, how can this be? The angel tells her that nothing is impossible for God, for even Mary's cousin Elizabeth is pregnant in her advanced age. Mary responds with the assertion, let it be so, for she is the Lord's servant. While we now celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ, we can imagine that Mary is filled with mixed feelings 
regarding this so-called good news. As a faithful Jew, she is thrilled to hear that God's Messiah is on the way. God is going to save God's people. She probably feels honored and maybe even a little humbled that God has chosen her to be part of bringing the Messiah into the world. And yet we can imagine her fear and uncertainty too. Maybe she is afraid of what her family, her fiance Joseph, and her fiance's family will say about the pregnancy. Maybe she worries about the shame and the stigma she might face in the community. She may even fear for her life as women are often cast out, disowned by family, or even killed for being pregnant without being properly betrothed or married. And in a time before modern medicine, perhaps she even worries whether or not she will survive the pregnancy and birth process. As she struggles with these mixed emotions, Mary goes off to visit her pregnant cousin Elizabeth. Hear these words from Luke chapter 1, verses 39 to 45. Mary got up and hurried to a city in the Judean highlands. She entered Zechariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. With a loud voice, she blurted out, God has blessed you above all women, and God has blessed the child you carry. Why do I have this honor that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as I heard your greeting, the baby in my womb jumped for joy. Happy is she who believed that the Lord would fulfill the promises made to her. When Mary is feeling confused or overwhelmed by what is happening to her, she does not struggle alone. She seeks out wise counsel and tender care. In Mary's case, this comes from her cousin Elizabeth. Elizabeth welcomes Mary with open arms and offers hospitality to her. Maybe shelter, food, and compassionate care are all that Mary expected or thought she needed. This welcome would have been enough. And yet these women are in for a surprise. When Elizabeth hears Mary's voice, the Holy Spirit comes upon Elizabeth and the child in her womb leaps for joy. Elizabeth is filled with the Spirit, so much so that she cannot help but prophesy that Mary is the mother of the Son of God and proclaim blessing upon Mary. Elizabeth offers Mary more than shelter, food, and compassionate care. Elizabeth speaks goodness, hope, and joy to Mary. Elizabeth's words strengthen and encourage Mary. Elizabeth's presence and words are a balm to Mary's soul. Elizabeth's blessing does not magically erase all of Mary's fears and concerns. However, Elizabeth's blessing gives Mary strength for that day and hope for tomorrow. 
Elizabeth's presence reminds Mary that she is not alone and she does not carry the weight of the Messiah's coming alone. After receiving Elizabeth's blessing, Mary then offers the beautiful words of the Magnificat or Mary's song of praise to God, acknowledging God's goodness and favor, not just to her, but to all people. Elizabeth and Mary both give and receive blessings. Their words then become blessings to all the world. The love and faithfulness between Mary and Elizabeth are like that of the love and faithfulness that exist among relationships today. You know of people in your life who have been like Elizabeth to you. You can see their faces in your mind's eye. You can hear their voices. Perhaps you can even feel their arms of love around you. These are people who have offered you shelter, food, and compassionate care. Perhaps you have known people who have blessed you with goodness, hope, and joy. These gifts have not erased your grief, your loss, your worries, or your fear. But they have given you strength and hope, even if just for a moment. And you are forever grateful for their presence and for their blessing. Maybe you have lost a person who was like Elizabeth to you. You feel the pain of their absence this Christmas. Maybe this is the first Christmas without them in your life. Or maybe it has been many Christmases since they were here with you. You know the blessings that this person gave to you and you treasure them deep in your heart. You hold both grief and gratitude in your heart this year. You are remembered. You are held in the hearts of the pastors and Stephen ministers here at First United Methodist Church of Orlando. You are loved. May this service be a blessing to you, giving you strength and hope. Perhaps there are people in your life for whom you are like Elizabeth for them. Maybe you have already offered welcome, hospitality, and blessing to them. You can think of these people and these moments with love and joy. Perhaps you even feel blessed for being available for them. These relationships of blessing can inspire you to continue to speak goodness, hope, and joy. You never know who may need to hear a blessing from you 
there are people out there who need an Elizabeth like you. Throughout this Advent and Christmas season, may you be blessed by the Elizabeths in your life. May you be open to the movement of the Holy Spirit at work in the world and at work in you so that you may be an Elizabeth to other people. Receive this blessing from Reverend Jan Richardson, a blessing called Sanctuary. You hardly knew how hungry you were to be gathered in, to receive that welcome that invited you to enter entirely. Nothing of you found foreign or strange. Nothing of your life that you were asked to leave behind or to carry in silence or in shame. Tentative steps became settling in, leaning into the blessing that enfolded you, taking your place in the circle that stunned you with its unimagined grace. You began to breathe again, to move without fear, to speak with abandon, the words you carried in your bones that echoed in your being. You learned to sing. But the deal with this blessing is that it will not leave you alone, will not let you linger in safety, in stasis. The time will come when this blessing will ask you to leave, not because it has tired of you, but because it desires for you to become the sanctuary that you have found, to speak your word into the world, to tell what you have heard with your own ears, seen with your own eyes, known in your own heart, that you are beloved, precious child of God, beautiful to behold, and you are welcome and more than welcome here. Amen. We hope that this message has brought you some comfort and hope, reminding you that God loves you no matter what. If you would like to speak to a pastor or Stephen minister, please contact us at 407-849-6080 or visit our website at firstchurcharlando.org. This podcast is the first in a series of messages. Please subscribe or follow us. You are loved.
come to set the captives free. Come to set the captives free. Come set us free. Redemption, what started in a manger.